Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. Two provincial rivals have made a trade in the National Hockey League. Just moments ago, the Ottawa Senators, through their communications account on Twitter, announcing that they have traded goaltender Matt Murray to the Toronto Maple Leafs. It is Matt Murray, a third rounder in 2023, a seventh rounder in 2024 to Toronto in exchange for good old future considerations. Now, here's the thing. The Senators retain... 25% 25% of Murray's retained, uh, remaining salary. He has two years remaining at $6.25 million per season, so about $1.57 million of that will be retained by Ottawa as he goes to the Maple Leafs. So here's the deal. The Senators trading goaltender Matt Murray retaining 25% of his salary, a third rounder next year, a seventh rounder in 24 to the Maple Leafs in exchange for future considerations. So another goaltending move uh, does it not feel like more and more that it's uh, inevitable that jack campbell is going to be an edmonton oiler at some time on wednesday once we get into free agency so uh, matt murray traded to the toronto maple leafs toronto and ottawa making a trade i don't think that's happened too often over the probably more than calgary and edmonton off the top of my head but uh doesn't happen very too often between those two rivals i can also tell you that uh, as we uh, kind of expected, and we talked about a little bit last week, Pierre Lebrun reporting that Duncan Keith will have a news conference tomorrow here in Edmonton, and uh, we can expect Keith there to formally announce his retirement. I know that's been out there for several days, and we discussed it on Friday and camp implications and all that kind of stuff, but the Oilers officially at the time weren't commenting. They're saying there's no announcement, so there's nothing to comment on, so it sounds like Duncan Keith will make the retirement official tomorrow after, quite frankly, an incredible career in the National Hockey League, most of it with Chicago, and then his final season here with the Oilers. So, yeah, it's going to be a busy week, uh, and development camp is underway for the Oilers at the downtown community arena so a lot of prospect players on the ice they had their physicals yesterday on ice today on ice tomorrow and Wednesday they'll have morning skates on Thursday and then play the Billy Moore's Cup at six o'clock on Thursday night so we'll talk more about that as the week goes on free agency on Wednesday and how about this name who's going to be available Evgeny Malkin going to explore the market the uh, one of the all-time greats for the Pittsburgh Penguins franchise he's going to go to free agency so that's pretty significant and then of course another Oilers note with Evander Kane 
He has been given permission by the Oilers to talk to other teams, even before becoming a free agent on uh, Wednesday. Kane with that spectacular run with the Oilers, getting 39 points in 43 games after joining them midseason. So he's gonna he's free to look around right now. He's free to look around right now and uh, see if someone uh, is going to give him a deal that he likes. Kevin Weeks reporting today that Evander Kane by the Oilers was offered a three-year contract worth $4.57 million. Now, this is not in the range of what we have discussed in the past. We were speculating uh, on the show on Friday when I was talking about the Oilers' available cap space. Could you give Evander Kane $7 million a season? Assuming that there might be a team out there that that is going to offer him $8 million a season. So Kevin Weeks reporting that the, the, the offer from the Oilers three years, $4.75 million. Now, when I first heard that, I thought, man, oh man, that's, that's not a lot per season, given what he, he might be able to get. I, I guess you can look at it this way. That's $14.25 million of guaranteed money. And it's three years. What if a team is offering him one year at 8 million? Well, it's more money per season, but it's only $8 million of guaranteed money. What if a team is offering him two years at $7 million per year? That's $14 million. Okay, so the Oilers is offering about the same total, but he gets an extra year to know that he's going to play, and he's going to play with either Connor McDavid or Leon Dreisaitl most of the time. So perhaps that's – and again, perhaps that's just a starting – offer for the Edmonton Oilers, seeing if he would maybe be interested in signing it before he actually goes to free agency. So Evander Kane going to, uh, uh, or has been given permission by uh, other teams. I'm saying that backwards. He's given, (laughs) the Oilers have given him permission to uh, talk to other teams, which raises some interesting questions now as as things are, are slightly clearer because of some other signings. But what might the Oilers do if they're not going to get Evander Kane? Um, okay, Johnny Goudreau's still out there. It, it's you know kind of sounding more and more like that might not work out in Calgary. I, I don't know if he's come to Edmonton for what he's going to want. Here, here's a name I want to throw out there. And, and I know I've seen some discussion about this already today. David Perron. David Perron was an Oiler earlier in his career. He's 34 years of age. He's still very productive. He's always been very productive. This past season with the St. Louis Blues, he played 67 games. He had 27 goals. He had 30 assists for 57 points. That's 0.85 points per game. He made $4 million. Let's say uh, he he wants to say around the same thing. It would probably only be for a year or two. Is that a guy you could fit in who could play in the top six, who's a pretty consistent point producer? We know he loves to shoot the puck from his time with the Oilers. He's a, he's a bit of those kind of one of those shoot from everywhere type of guys. He's generally played on teams who have done pretty well. I mean, St. Louis has been a good team. He was on Vegas the year they went to the cup final. And he's not in in the category of Evander Kane in terms of, uh, you know, ruggedness and physicality and perhaps the ability to just be uh, purely intimidating out there. But he can be, he's kind of a greasy player, isn't he, with David Perron? He can go to the net. He can give you a little shot. He can annoy the goaltender. He can annoy the defense. I, I think he's a smart player. I, I mean, is that somebody who could the Oilers could get more in that $4 million range who might be a pretty good complement for uh, Drysdale and McDavid? Now, again, he scored 27 goals in 67 games. Kane scored 22 and 43. So the rate of production isn't quite the same. 
But if you're not going to get Evander Kane, to me, that would be an interesting guy to look at. So a lot of these stories here are going to play out over the next few days. I can also tell you a little bit of news here with a former Edmonton Oiler, a guy who was very popular when he played. That is Doug Waite. He has been hired by another former Oiler, Mike Greer, now the GM of the San Jose Sharks. Doug Waite is going to be a uh, senior hockey operations advisor for the San Jose Sharks. So there's some hockey news and notes today, and we'll discuss more of these as we uh, move along tonight. And we'll also give you an update on some uh, Edmonton Oil Kings and uh, what they have going on for development camp opportunities. You can always check in at 780-496-0063. That's the hotline. Powered by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. And uh, you can email the show and me. I got an email from a listener in Japan over the weekend. That was really cool. Inside Sports at 630Ched.com. The Edmonton Elks have made a trade. Nick Arbuckle goes to Ottawa. Now, there's no quarterback coming back. Taylor Cornelius is going to be the quarterback Thursday in Ottawa, Trey Ford is still injured. G. Roy Simon is going to join us in a few minutes to talk about the Elks trade, some of the other injuries about Trey Ford, and sort of the process of what they're enduring here with a 1-4 and four start. Two of those losses, including last week against Calgary, by wide, wide, wide margins. So that was a tough one on Thursday night. Uh, we will quickly go to the Certainty Hotline and welcome uh, Sir Robert to the show. Sir Robert, I got about 90 seconds for you because G. Roy's coming up at about 20 after. So go ahead. All right, well, I guess, uh, uh, well, I guess I'll make this quick then. Uh, you know, I think uh, based on that, uh, the offer that you said Kane got from the Oilers personally, I'm, at this point, I got to say it's probably 75, 80% he signs elsewhere. That's just my opinion. I mean, obviously, I'd, I'd like him to stay, but based on that number, Frankly, I don't see it. Now, as far as uh, uh, Jack Campbell, if we get him, the reports I read today was five years at 5.1 mil or something. So to me, if that's the case, I like the deal. So, I mean, I, with Kane, I guess we're just going to have to see where it goes. I don't think, I don't see him staying just based on that number, but I guess uh, I guess we'll just have to see uh, how it all plays out. Uh, thanks, Reed. All right, that is Sir Robert checking in at 780-496-0063. It'll be an interesting week in the National Hockey League. Could we see the Oilers make some more trades? There's still speculation about other players who could be moved. We discussed some of those guys last week uh, as well, and we'll continue to discuss that tonight. But when we get back, we're going to welcome to the show the Assistant General Manager of your Edmonton Elks, G. Roy Simon, coming up next on Inside Sports. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta Injury Lawyers, the heavy hitters of injury law. All right, so again, the trade in the NHL that happened just before the show started tonight. It is goaltender Matt Murray going from Ottawa to Toronto. Ottawa will retain 25% of his salary, which is 6.25 per season. For, for the upcoming season and the year after. And uh, Ottawa also giving up a third rounder next year and a seventh rounder in 2024. And the uh, Maple Leafs are going to give up future considerations, a very popular player over the years in a variety of sports. In the Canadian Football League, the trade involves your Edmonton Elks. Nick Arbuckle 
goes to Ottawa. The Elks get a fourth round pick in 2023. For further discussion on that, the assistant GM of the Double E, it's G. Roy Simon. G. Roy, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How's it going? Well, I'm doing well. Thanks for taking the time to join us here. There's obviously a lot going on with the Edmonton Elks. And of course, a a pretty uh, significant trade this afternoon as Nick Arbuckle is traded away by the Elks. He goes to Ottawa and you guys get a uh, fourth round draft pick in 2023 in return. Um, you know, we know it's uh, kind of been a tough go here for Nick the last couple of weeks. Can you kind of tell us what got the ball rolling on this deal? Well, um, Ottawa needed, Ottawa had a, had a need at quarterback. Um, you know, they, they talked to us previous, um, but you know, when Masoli went down with the injury that their, their needs became a little more, um, a little, a little more, it was an emergency for them. So, um, they called us and, and, and presented us with the offer and said, and, and we, we took it. Um, uh, we feel good about Taylor Cornelius. We feel good about, uh, Kai Loxley and, um, you know, we're, we we feel like we're in a good spot at the quarterback spot position with with you know, with you know Taylor's got to come come along and 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 make some throws. But I think um, I think he's going to do a good job. Uh, Trey Ford got the win in his debut against Hamilton, made that really exciting play against Calgary, avoiding the rush and then connecting for a long bomb pass. What is his injury update? If you're able to share, G. Roy. Well, I can't give you an injury. You know, he's he's out he's out this week, and 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 we'll just kind of leave it at that. But you know, Trey's going to be an exciting player for a long time in this league, and and um, you know, we're definitely excited about him and 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 the the things that he can do and the way he's going to progress in this league. So, um, you know, Trey's he he's a guy that we obviously took high in the draft because we felt that he can he can compete at a high level and he's he's done that from day one so um when he gets back you know we'll 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 have a great uh we'll have a great room of quarterback well and 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 i and i i totally appreciate that you got faith in the guys that are there i think i also have to ask um on probably behalf of a lot of fans who ask me this question uh, is is that do the Elks still have to bring somebody else in? You know, there's there's other speculation. I don't know if some of that is true about some of the other quarterbacks in the league. But um, do you, you know, do you do you still need to look around for a quarterback to solidify that position going forward this year? You know, we're we're constantly looking for 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 guys because that's just the nature of football. You know, you always have a guy have to have a guy ready. Um, we have a hot list of, you know, five or ten guys that that we've identified as guys that you know, if if there were if there was a need, we'd we'd look at them. Um, so we're constantly looking, but we're also confident in in the guys that we have in the room. I think. Um, I think you know Taylor's getting an opportunity this week um, in Montreal, and and I think he's going to do a great job. I, you know the practice has been has has been very lively. Um, you know I, I, the guys are seem to be really excited that he's getting a shot. So uh, we're looking forward to to this week and 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 uh, seeing what he can do in Montreal. Giroy Simon joining us tonight on Inside Sports. A lot of injuries this season. I mean, not just the the quarterback position. I mean, I think you had four guys go out in the in the first quarter of the game against Calgary. And it, I, I mean, tell me. I mean, obviously injuries always throw a wrench in things, but perhaps especially with the Elks this season, trying to build something, trying to kind of build an identity and get some players in there. Um, and I assume that's also forced you to maybe put some inexperienced guys in sooner than you'd like. Is that fair? 
Yeah, I mean, when you when you have as many injuries as we have, um, you know, you got to play some young guys, the guys that you didn't expect to play right away, especially when, you know, thir we have 13 or 14 guys on our six-game injury list that, and about eight or nine of them were projected starters at the beginning of the season. So um, it's just a, it's just a matter of we're not making excuses. We're 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 playing the deal, the hand that we're dealt, and um, you know, we're we're going to continue to work and and, uh, and and coach these young guys up, and and you know, these some of these guys will become off the off the off the injured list in the next few weeks and and uh, we'll see where we're at but we're confident in the, in the guys that we have planned and then knowing that you know down the road we'll get some of these guys back that were that were injured and um you know be a better be a, be a stronger team for that yeah g Roy, look I, I know you weren't here last season but i also know you've, you've been around sports and football all your life so so you know for the fans they they went through a hard season last year this year started with a blowout loss three really close games after that two didn't go your way one did and then i think you know certainly for me and i think for a lot of observers the, the last game you, you know was a tough night and maybe kind of felt like a, a step back but i'm just wondering if you can speak to the process and the big picture and maybe a message to, to fans and season ticket holders who might feel a little frustrated after that loss to Calgary. Well, the one thing I can say is I, I can't I can't speak for last year, but I know that everybody in this organization is confident in, in what we're doing. Um, you know, they they feel good about the the process we're going through. Um, I you know, I, I don't I don't want to make excuses. I don't want to you know. Um, you know, try to try to sugarcoat anything. We're going through a tough, we're going through a tough stretch right now. Um, you know, things have been tough for us, but we we feel good about where where we're headed. Obviously, we we want we want our record to be better than what it is. But at the same time, we know that we brought you know sixty plus new guys into training camp when you normally bring twenty five to thirty. Um, you know. Playing, playing four home, four, four away games and three games with teams coming off bye weeks and and you know playing some 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 of the top teams in the league. So and we're in the West. We you know we know it's not going to be easy, but you know we make we we make no excuses. We're we're you know we're coming to work every day. We're you know lacing up the, our bootstraps and and coming to work ready to go. Um, like I said, we we got guys injured. We're, we we'll have guys coming off the injured list. Um, We'll, we'll be a more experienced team. We'll be a better team in the long run for what we're going through right now. Remember, I played on the team in, in 2011. We started one and seven and ended up winning the Great Cup. Now, do I do I think we can do I, do I think we can we're going to win the Great Cup? I'm not sure, but I can tell you this: our guys play hard. Our guys are confident. Our guys, you know, they come to work each and every day, ready to work and get better. And you know, when 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 each each and every week, uh, we'll we'll. We'll put forth our best effort on the field, and, and we'll be better, um, you know, this week than we were last week, and that's all we can ask for. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, G-Roy, and thanks for, for hopping on. I know it's been a busy day for you, and uh, we appreciate you diving into some of the uh, some of the, 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 the trade and some of the things going on with the roster and, uh, and addressing the start to the season. Really appreciate your time. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.